Hello, my dears. My name is Joanna, and I welcome you to the Johanna Draconis, the deconstruction of CPDSD podcast. In this episode, we will talk about therapeutic abuse with five no-go practices that are sadly more common than I would like. This list is meant as a short overview of those topics. It is surprisingly a fact that a lot of therapists abuse their position of power and behave in a way they really shouldn't. Since most don't know really enough of psychology, they often don't dare to protest. Additionally, it is a taboo subject, so it is really important we talk about it. Sadly, therapists are only humans, which means they are not perfect and will do mistakes, and sometimes make wrong decisions and so on. This is pretty much unavoidable. We are all fallible. So your right to be ignorant stops as soon as it harms other people, or even worse, can cause their death. You do not play with human lives. I have a zero tolerance for that. Especially if you are in a position of power. The five practices I will go into in a bit go from being wrong to being harmful for the patients. We start with wrong and then the other four are about being harmful to the patient. That means we start with peddling, then we question if the path is irrelevant, that men don't have feelings, the meaning of a person being a family member, and how you have to be Y if you are X. Let us start with something simple, peddling. You as a therapist are in a position of power. People trust you, which some take as an incentive to sell their stuff, often to deeply desperate people, who would literally do anything to just escape their misery. So if the therapist claims that this wonderful vitamin juice will give you back your energy and make you feel better again, how could they say no? Even if they do not believe the peddler, that it will help them, they might oblige just not to fall into disgrace with the therapist. This actually makes you lose your license in some nations. And for a good reason. It is an abuse of the patient-therapist relationship and an abuse of power, which you have as a therapist. It is an absolute no-go if your therapist tries to say you anything. Second is one of my all-time favorites. It is in the past, therefore it doesn't affect you. Get the F out of here. While it is true that we shouldn't be controlled by our past and or live there, the past is definitely relevant. Who we are is a mix of our hobbies, our past, our values, our choices and the like. Our past is what got us here, so it is relevant. Quite significantly, I would say. So our past also doesn't determine our future. It doesn't matter really how long it is in the past. If you have not taken actions to resolve it or handle it, then it is like a festering wound, getting more and more infected over time and won't heal. You are not doomed by your past, but past untreated things will follow you forever. Think about it. If something as simple as your first plane ride, first kiss, etc., affected you, why not all those bad things? As a therapist, you really should know better. Different fields of sociology deal with it. 
development psychology, for example. This is a complete no-go. Third is one of my most hated ones. Men don't have feelings. Apparently, when you belong to the male gender, you become immune to all emotional damage. No depression, heartbreak, anxiety, etc. Sarcasm, of course. This is sadly enforced by several cultures, where pictures of crying men or men showing vulnerability, or the like, are met with insults, laughter, and so on, which is completely despicable and should never happen. But it is even worse if that behavior is shown by therapists. It is unprofessional, even if you believe something in that direction, and worse, really harmful for the patient and a complete and utter betrayal of trust. It is one of the reasons why men are more hesitant to seek help in the sociological field or stop seeking help. I have had people in my surrounding reporting that sort of behavior and was the reason I started helping them. It is bad enough if the mob culture has this sort of mentality, but a trained professional should know better. It is literally a part of the basics and part of several of the subjects we study as sociologists. A complete and utter and obvious no-go. The fourth one is one hitting very close to home. But that person is family. Being related to me doesn't make you automatically scot-free. It is sadly still a common sentiment that the family can do no wrong. People opening up about what horrendous things their family, especially their parents, had done, are often met with rejection, belittlement, denial, insults and the like. Things along the line of, they are your parents, they may make mistakes, but they have your best interest at heart. This is even brought forward to people whose parents sold them to other adults simply for greed. And even a little girl who asked by the police, if she didn't ask for interactions with her father's private parts. Those examples are just meant to show you that there is no limit on how far people are going with this. But even with not so extreme behaviors, if you don't feel like it is right, your opinion is important. In doubt or as an exercise, replace all the people's names with random names and write it all down. Then reread it. If you don't think the behavior is right, then be being a family member doesn't make it right. It is okay to stop interacting with people who make you miserable. You deserve better than that, no matter who they are. A therapist needs to be a neutral person. We are there to be help the other person deal with their problems. All personal opinions need to be cut back as much as possible in sessions. This sort of behavior is a clear no-go. And last but not least, the fifth one is, because you are X, you must be Y. This has many, many subcategories. One of the biggest, that men don't have feelings, I touched upon earlier. But this category spans so much wider. If you are female, you must want children or like pink. This doesn't just include those things, but also behaviors in who you can and can't be. Being forced to live a life of something you are not is damaging to oneself. You are forced to wear a mask or play a role that is contrary to who you are. 
and sooner or later you become nothing else than that. It might seem minor in some cases, but not being able to be ourselves often causes depression and other psychological illnesses. Because this way, other people control our lives, instead of ourselves. As a therapist, the patient's best interest should be our main goal, not reinforcing stereotypes. Therefore, a clear no-go. Now a less serious question that is reason of debate in my social circle. How big is a big dog? You see, I have a white shepherd. That is a race. If more colors were available, I would have gotten him in blue. Or purple. Either way, my little boy is 68 centimeters or almost 27 inches at his shoulders and weighs roughly 50 kilograms or 110 pounds. I'm always amused when people say I should put him on a leash so he is under control. I am usually around 65 kilograms or 143 pounds. How can anyone believe I can stop him from anything he really wants to do? Even ignoring my nerve damaged arms. What keeps him in check is his good training. But of course, I put him on the leash when asked. I just find it kind of funny that they, that calms him down. Either way, the dog might not be deserving of the title little, but my family refers to it as a calf or foal. Which I protest, as it is a normal size for a dog, the natural size. He will always be my little boy. But the question remains, how big is a big dog? That was it for today's episode. I hope you liked it and gave you valuable information. I will get into this topic for sure another time again for the more extreme forms of abuse. This was of course just a short overview of those topics and kind of summarized them under this title. That being said, as usual, if you have any questions or feedback and the like, please let me know at contactme at johannatakonis.com. More information and transcripts you can find is usually under johannatakonis.com slash podcast and links are in the description. I hope to see you next time. Watch yourselves and have a wonderful time. <music>